When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. Well, it finished 1-0 at the Vitality Stadium. Bournemouth won, Forest nil, and Forest's hopes of automatic promotion, as slim or as unlikely as they were, were finally ended tonight at the hands of Bournemouth, who themselves now go into the Premier League and take the second automatic promotion spot. Meanwhile, for Forest, it's another date with the playoffs. And if they want to achieve their dreams of Premier League football, then they're going to have to do it over two legs and then at Wembley in those playoffs. I've got Baz with me to reflect on the game. Um, Yeah, First thing I'll say, Baz, and you've just mentioned it to me before we started recording. I hope the players feel a bit more positive than we do tonight after <laughs> after uh, after sitting through that. Team news, first of all, though, Forest unchanged from the win at Swansea, which probably wasn't too much of a surprise, was it? Given how no. well they'd they'd performed in that game. And um, yeah, um, yeah, I think um, standard back th- back three, um, then the. Th- four in the middle and then the three up front. Um, but Bournemouth basically nullified us. I mean, even when in the first, I mean, it was a game of two halves in that we were better in the first half and they completely outplayed us in the second half. But even in the first half, they knew what they wanted to do to stop us. Um, and and we were, we were scrabbling right from the off, I thought. Yeah, certainly... The, the opening exchanges of the game went Bournemouth's way. They they were on top. They just looked the better team. Mm. Um, even if they didn't create real clear-cut chances, they they were on top. Yeah. And Forrest were, were struggling to, to really get a foothold in the game. But when we did, we had some moments, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there was um, Brennan Johnson... Um, Got away, didn't he? And then um, oh, Zinc got got away at one point as well. Um, and then Spence charged down, charged down the centre, played Surridge in, and Surridge hit the bar and it went out for a goal kick, which was a pretty amazing chance, really. Um, it's the the thing that basically very similar to the one against Swansea that he absolutely buried in the top corner, but this time um, it. He hit it wrong, and, and it kind of went out. Yeah, with the um, with the angle of how the ball was coming to him, it did look very similar to Swansea, and you were hoping he'd open his body up and bend it towards that far post. But in the end, he goes with his left foot, and as a result, probably doesn't have the the direction he wants on it, and he fires an, an effort against the bar. And I mean, this was nine minutes in, so it, it at least offered some promise for Forrest that these opportunities yeah. were there for them in the game. Um, but that one, that one went begging. But then as we, we move further into the, into the half forest, uh, 
and the big talking points was involving Surridge again. He's played through by Zinconagel, a, a brilliantly bent ball through the defence for Surridge to run onto. He's brought down in the area by Travers, the goalkeeper, but it doesn't matter because the linesman gives it as offside. How did you see that decision, Baz? Um, I thought Surridge was onside. There was another Forest player who was offside, but not interfering with play, which I know the offside rules keep changing and are confusing, but as I understand it, that means that it don't count as an offside. So the linesman got it wrong and it should have been a penalty. Um, I mean, we've spoken quite a bit about the officials on this podcast this season and we, we, we don't like to do it. It's not, we're not the kind of fans who, who blame or point the finger at officials all the time. But again, it's another example this season where we've come down on the wrong side of a linesman or a referee's call. And these things are not evening themselves out over well, the, that's, the that's campaign. The Normally you'd say, yeah, it evens itself out, but I can only think of one. We got one penalty, I think, which was a bit unjust um, over the entire season. And I can think of four or five where we should have got them. So it's not evening itself out in any way whatsoever. And at that point with the game at nil-nil and Forrest with an opportunity to go a goal ahead, on a, a night which was full of tension, full of drama from those opening exchanges, who knows what, where the game goes if, if Forrest can get that penalty and score it? Because you, you did sense that if Forrest could quieten down that Bournemouth crowd and, and dampen things, that there'd be opportunities for them. But perhaps that was their opportunity with that penalty. And, and for Forrest, sadly, mm. that, that didn't happen. The, uh, the frustrating thing about that is... Cooper in his post-match interview says that the officials apologised to him for for not giving the penalty, which is scant consolation after the event, isn't it? To be honest, it makes me feel worse. Yeah, you just, yeah, that's that's nice of you, but come on, where where was the decision when (laughs) we needed it? I'd rather they they were vehemently denying that it was a penalty at all, (laughs) because at least they they had like the courage of their convictions. Um, But yeah, I mean, the thing, I mean, one of the key things in the game, I think, was the when Jefferson Lerma in the second half went off and um, Kiefer Moore came on, uh, which was, to be fair to Scott Parker, brilliant substitution, brilliant tactical change. Um, but would he have done that if they were 1-0 down? I very much doubt it. Yeah, it, it could well have been a very different game. Um, so half-time comes and at 0-0, I think, even though Forrest, we hadn't been at our best. I think nil-nil was, was not a bad position to be in. And given how we, we respond in second halves and we normally come out stronger after a, you know, a, a not so great first half, it didn't really happen this time. And it was Bournemouth who were on top and, and at Forest right from the off, weren't they? And yeah. Never really managed to, to get anything in that second half. No, right we from didn't, the beginning. We didn't. We didn't even have the ball, let alone when we did have the ball, we couldn't do anything with it. Um, And again, to be fair to Scott Parker, who's obviously um, someone in our little WhatsApp group said he's much more tactically astute than we we give him credit for, because he did say in his post-match interview that um, he wanted to to stop the game from being end-to-end and stop giving us the opportunity to counter-attack. And that's exactly what they did. They, they, they just completely nullified us and, and took us out of the game. Yeah, it was Rich in the, in the group who said 
Scott Parker is probably more tactically astute than, than we give him credit for. And I must admit, I wasn't particularly convinced by him, but the the performance tonight and that yeah. second half, you, you kind of have to hold your hands up and say, okay, you've you've pulled off a, a good 45 minutes there and, and deservedly won the game. And as frustrating as it is from the Forest point of view, credit to the opposition because they, they turned up in that second half. From the Forest point of view, though, where, where did they not get it right tonight? What could they have done differently to to try and change things in that second half? Did they just not have the options, given the, we didn't, given the injuries? Yeah, we, didn't have, we didn't have the players. I mean, I mean, someone mentioned, uh, was it you? I think in the, in the yeah, WhatsApp group, exactly. that about not having Keenan Davis, it would have been a brilliant game for him because it was very, very physical um, and there was a lot of scrappiness about it especially in the first half and Keenan Davis, he would have relished that fight. But also I think um, this was the worst game I've seen McKenna get play all season. I think Cook was off the pace as well. And he had a pretty bad head injury. So maybe that didn't help, but, but two of our back three being, being off the pace against one of the best teams in this, in the division is going to cost us quite heavily. I thought they nullified Spence really, really well. He did have a few moments, but for the most part, he was he was reduced to grabbing at their their players. Um, so so again, it's too many of our players had an off day, and that's something that actually worries me quite a bit. Like going back to, I hope the players don't feel as bad as we do. It for the first time this season, it felt a bit like the occasion got to the players, and that that's kind of worrying with the playoffs coming up now. There were a few instances, especially in that second half, where the ball just wasn't sticking up front. When we needed mm. a bit of a breather and a bit of respite, it just wasn't coming. Surridge, I think, was battling and trying his, trying his hardest, but the ball was not sticking for him. And then yeah. Brennan Johnson as well, when he got on the ball, it just seemed to run away from him. And he never never was able to get it under control and really drive it. I mean, I mean, there was like um, one of my friends is a Man U fan, so completely neutral in all of this. And um, he was texting me all the way through saying they're just pulling Johnson all over the place. And that's this, one of the stories of the season is, yeah, Johnson just gets fouled constantly and gets nothing for it. But that's like a given now. <laughs> so so we yeah. have to just deal with it. So, and, and and yeah, he, he couldn't get control of the ball. None of us could get if And as you say, if, if Davis was up front, then yeah, you could see the ball sticking up up higher up the pitch and that would probably have given us a bit of respite but Surridge isn't Davis and, and that's that showed yeah I think um the front three in particular including Zinc never really got a sniff Garner as well the the game seemed to pass him by a little bit mm. couldn't get on the ball as much as he normally does and I was mm, hopeful his tackles were mistimed yeah yeah, there were a few, weren't they? Well, I don't know if he was struggling as well because he went down in the first half yeah, with he'd hurt his shoulder, shoulder trouble, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and that seemed to to carry on throughout. And the that game. bit where he got a shot in as well, that looked like his his body shape was entirely wrong because of his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, he, he did way off the the kind of balance with what he was trying to do. It yeah, it mm. just didn't look right, did it? The Maradona of the Midlands mentioned it in the WhatsApp group. He thought Lerma going off would allow us to to gain some control back in the midfield. But Mm. actually the opposite happened and Kiefer Moore came on and 
that man again, another big guy who seems to do well against us, obviously scored for Cardiff earlier in the season against Forest. We'll come on to the goal now, the, the deciding goal. So it comes with the Bournemouth fullback, Jordan Zemura, carrying the ball upfield. He comes inside. He's brought down on the edge of the box. It's outside the box. It's one of those, it's right on the edge where you almost think it's very difficult to get the ball up and under and over the wall and in the net. But talk us through what happened, Baz, and, and how Bournemouth made their breakthrough. Well, so, um, so was it Cook that took it? It was um, it was Philip Billing who took it. Billing, right. Oh, yeah. So basically, um, he shapes to shoot and instead passed it across the, across the wall to Kiefer Moore, who was standing on marks on the left-hand side of the pitch, and he just had a, basically a free shot um, and put it past Samba. Um, afterwards, he said, Kiefer Moore said, no, we just made it up on the spot. Um, it wasn't something that we pre-planned. Um, Billing looked over to me, caught my eye, and then I just went... Um, and then he just made sure that it looked like he was going to take the shot. So basically it comes down to poor defending because we left Kiefer Moore unmarked. And we were close. I think we were close to, to getting him offside, but I think Zinks is the last man and he goes mm. with one of the Bournemouth players and in doing so plays more onside and he can sweep the ball home. And that's the goal and the deciding one. It had shades of, um, Javier Zanetti against England at World Cup 98, that bit of a decoy where it's worked to the outside where everyone's expecting the shot and and the man's free to to put the ball in the net. At that point, 83 minutes, Steve Cooper makes a triple substitution. So Cook comes off, so does Colback and Zinconagel. On comes Joe Lolly, Richie Luria and Alex Mighton, triple sub and Forrest changing their formation, taking one of the centre-backs off and trying to go more attacking, but it it never really worked did it, at that point. Forrest no. could never, never looks like getting anything from the game. And frustratingly, Bournemouth were able to see the match out. I was hope in a weird way, I was hoping that Bournemouth scoring meant that Forrest just had to go for it and just try and get a goal and who knows what happens. But I mean, again, to be fair to Bournemouth, they their defending after after scoring was was outstanding. They they kept cut, caught us offside so many times, and it was a really well worked offside trap that they were running. So fair play to them. They they just completely outplayed us in the second half, and they they forced us to to play the ball long and yeah. aimlessly at times as well. We weren't able to play through the lines as we we do so effectively under Steve Cooper and. And yeah, there were a lot of times where the ball was being pumped up field and it was coming straight back. And yeah, it did feel like a matter of time before Bournemouth got their goal and and with it, the victory and and of course, promotion for them. What it means, of course, now is that Forest go into the playoffs. We knew that they were going to anyway. Hopefully, Forest are not too downhearted by what's happened tonight because realistically Bournemouth should have got this promotion over the line a long time ago and they were on home soil tonight three points clear of Forest they were in pole position really so I'm hoping that that the Forest players don't take too much from the game in terms of disappointment or thinking what might have been because to be in the playoffs after the the start we've had 
is an incredible achievement in itself. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'll come back to this is the first time I thought we mentally we didn't look up for the game and that worries me a bit for the playoffs because obviously they're they're, they're even bigger than this game. Um, I'm just looking at the, the potential contenders again. So obviously it now comes down to what happens on Saturday. Um, Millwall, obviously, they can still just about squeeze in and now Bournemouth have got nothing to play for. So there's every chance that could happen. Of those teams in there, though, um, Luton's probably the one I'd like to play the least. And on current standings, that's who we're going to end up with on, in the semi-final. So, um, but then again, there's also Sheffield United and we have history there. And one advantage is because it's been so long since we've been in the playoffs, there's a whole generation of Forest fans who don't carry our fear. <laughs> yeah, the mental scores haven't passed down a generation, <laughs> yeah. have they? They haven't had that that heartbreak of playoff defeat, Forest style. Playoff, playoff humiliation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, humiliation, capitulation. We we seem to have found our own niche, haven't we, over the years <laughs> with playoff football? But yeah, so hopefully that is, you know, that that is the the key takeaway from it is that yes, we're in the playoffs, but it's a new generation of Forest team and Forest fans who haven't experienced it. And okay, we've had the manager who in the last two seasons has fallen short in the playoffs, but he's got experience of playoff football with Swansea. He'll have learned plenty from those experiences as well, which should stand us in good stead. But to come back to your point, that concern of how Forest managed the game tonight. And I think, allowed the occasion to get to them a little bit is it almost a good thing though that that's happened tonight against Bournemouth where they've almost got that out of their system and that nervous energy if you like they can now go into the playoffs probably as the third place team and, and confident that they can not put in a repeat performance as what they did tonight I hope so. I mean, I guess this is where um, Steve Cooper earns his money in it, um, and in in preparing the team and bringing them back. Because, I mean, one of the things I've always said is you never know about a manager until things are going badly. So this is this in many ways this is his actual first test as Forest manager, and uh, I, I hope he he comes through it. <laughs> and looking at the potential playoff contenders, I mean, we can't really talk too much until we know how things are settled on Saturday but anyone of Huddersfield Sheffield United, Luton Middlesbrough and Millwall all very tricky teams, teams who have caused us problems this season as well at different yeah. times um, You, the playoffs are always going to be a challenge that's that's in their nature so from, from our point of view I think it's, all we can do is, is treat it as another three games to try and get promotion, not dwell too much on what's happened tonight and just see it as a second chance at at going for promotion. The key thing for us, though, is at least we'll have the advantage of a home second leg. We'll either finish third or fourth, and that does bring with it the home second leg, which is a a bit of a confidence booster, at least. Provided that the first leg isn't a disaster, we've... We should be on home didn't, soil. Didn't we, have, didn't we have a home second leg against Sheffield United, though? Blackpool, we had a home second oh, leg. Blackpool, yeah. yeah. And uh, Yeovil as well. <laughs> uh, Great times. Yeah. 
Yeovil is, uh, I think, one of those nights that uh, we've all just tried to suppress over the years, haven't we? Um, but, but, uh, but the caveat to that is, surely Forest's playoff hoodoo has got to end at some point. And, and why not and make as you it? say, Cooper's now. been there twice. He made the semi-finals. He made the finals. Surely the time now is for him to win the finals. There you go. Can't really argue with that. Baz, if I was to say to you now, the teams you'd want to be facing in the playoffs or teams you wouldn't want to be facing. You, you've mentioned Luton there, but mm. would, would you fancy Forrest against any of them or is there a fear over a particular side? Luton are, Luton are the ones, obviously, with the defeat quite recently that comprehensively showed how to stop us. Mm. Unfortunately, what I think is Bournemouth learned from that and I can see especially the likes of Sheffield United and Middlesbrough and Huddersfield actually being able to learn from that as well. That they're 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 all the sort of sides. None of them are like your your um, expansive, open kind of sides. So the fact that they'll have they'll have seen two sides now shut us down, and they're they're all sides that are good at shutting us down means we, we're going to have a, a tough time of it, no matter what. But then you'd expect it to be a tough time because it's the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I think, again, the mentality is we're good enough to to beat any of the teams in the playoffs, but I think we also have to take the approach that being in the playoffs is an incredible achievement in itself, given where we've come from. Mm-hmm. So on that basis, I hope that takes a bit of the pressure off, certainly for the players, and allows them to just go out and, and just have a go, really, and just see see how far they can take it. Next up for Forest is Hull City away on Saturday. We were hoping that maybe there was still a chance of automatic promotion going on that game. Unfortunately for Forrest, that's not to be the case now, and it is the playoffs. Would you treat this game as a as a bit of a playoff warm-up and just get the best team back out there and back out on the pitch and try and get them to build a bit of confidence up against a Hull team who are safe in the championship, but are not particularly strong this season, or would you give it? Would you give an opportunity to somebody like Luria or a Lolly and rotate a little bit just in case we need that depth in the playoffs? I don't know what the injury situation is. Obviously, it was Zinc and Colback coming off today, who are two players that are rumoured to have been injured or carrying knocks. Um, but Sorridge stayed on, who's also rumoured to be carrying a knock. Um, I would like to see Lolly and Mighton get some time and Larea get some time on the pitch. So if we do have to call on them, then they're, they're, they're warmed up and ready for it. But again, as, uh, I think we'd, we'd, we'll probably end up starting the same way as we did today, because that's the way we are. That's And, and it's like um, Cooper's already said it. It's, it's like, this is how we do things. So let's keep stick to the plan and keep on doing them. And the last time Forrest lost a game, they went on to win their next four. Yep. So <laughs> I think we'll leave it there, shall we? Yep. <laughs> so it wasn't to be automatic promotion for Forrest at Bournemouth. They will now have to do it through the playoffs. We will be back with you after the whole game on the weekend with our match report and big pod. And until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye.
Social Podcast Network.